Hello, 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 and welcome to day three of Mind Your Business Boot Camp. Again, I am Gwendolyn Young, your facilitator and moderator for this week's boot camp, and I'm excited to be here with you again on this evening. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, again, as stated uh, the last few days, I truly value your time and understand that you are busy professionals, so I don't want to hold you any longer than is necessary, so I'm going to go ahead and jump right into the call. As you guys know, we are recording the calls, and all of the lines are muted so that we can have a very clean call for the recording. So if you have questions in the midst of the conference um, call, please email them to glyconsulting at gmail.com. Again, you can email them to glyconsulting at gmail.com, or you can text them to 224-513-9235. So with that being said, let's dive right in. Tonight, we are talking about counting up the cost. Huge, huge, huge for my small businesses and entrepreneurs, those who are um, nonprofits as well, whether you've already launched or you are looking to launch your business. So we know that starting a business can be a tremendous strain on your personal finances, and it takes some time before your new venture actually turns a profit and provides some sort of financial support for you and your family. So it is so important to make sure that you have a great understanding of finances and that you um, take the time to get those finances in order. So while you're working on identifying these costs, because you know, we've just started, so we want to know what is it that we should be looking at, right? It's deciding whether they are essential cost or optional cost. And a realistic startup budget should only include those things that are necessary to start a business. And so these essential expenses should be divided into two categories, and that would be your fixed costs and that would be your variable costs. And so if you've been in um, corporate America at all, you've probably heard of this uh, when it comes around to budget season, which we're actually happen to be in right now. You know that your fixed expenses are those things that don't change. So they remain the same month to month, things like your rent, um, insurance costs, things of that nature. Your variable expenses would be things like how much inventory you have to supply or if you're shipping and mailing a lot of things in this particular month. Um, commissions uh, for those of you who are authors, so like your royalty payments and things of that nature. Um, and so those would be your variables. So the most effective way to calculate your startup costs is to actually use a worksheet that lists both your one-time cost as well as your ongoing cost. So if you haven't downloaded your strategy workbook yet, I am going to ask that you go ahead and open that up. It was sent an email to you on day one. And um, there is actually a startup worksheet cost in there. So it actually gives you um, an idea of what those one-time startup cost is that you should be looking at in addition to what some of your monthly expenses should include as well. And it's so, so important that you have a great understanding of this because 
running out of money is the number one reason why entrepreneurs run back to looking for a job or small businesses actually go out of business because they didn't spend enough time counting up the cost. So to get started, you're actually going to be um, creating a budget, and I like to call it an operating budget, and it's very similar uh, to a household budget if you guys have household budgets for your personal lives. And that's going to be where you start off with all of your income, so everything that's coming in. And as a startup, be as conservative um, as possible. So you're talking about income from, you know, book sales, income from clients, um, income from any programs or services that you might be having. For my nonprofits, this would be donations coming in from your vendors, or um, if you have products that you sell like T-shirts and things like that to raise money, all of that would fall under your income. And then you want to list out your expenses. So you want to make sure that you're um, as conservative as possible because if you're like most entrepreneurs, you're actually starting out working from um, personal funds that you are investing in the business. And so um, your financial risk in the beginning is very, very um, great. Um, the other thing that's important is checking your personal credit because as a startup or an entrepreneur, a lot of times your personal credit is really what kind of gets you in the door. So when you start trying to build business credit, which we're going to talk about a little bit later, um, initially they want you to kind of be what they call joint liable for the business debt. And so you're going to be um, using your personal credit for that. So if you don't have an established business credit history or current lenders uh, or suppliers that you're working with, as far as your business is concerned, I highly recommend that you start uh, to do that. And I'm going to share a couple of ways that you can start to build business credit uh, quickly um, a little bit later in the call. The other thing that's important is understanding financial statements. These are so crucial to the success of your business and your um, livelihood as an entrepreneur. So if you have not already started utilizing financial statements, I highly, highly recommend that you start to do that. Again, remember last night we talked about one of the things that you should have as you think about the operations of your business is an accounting software. So you want to make sure that you're running financial statements, and I always advise my clients that they need to be running these financial statements on a monthly basis. And if nothing else, there are three statements that you should actually um, be looking at on a monthly basis, and that would be your income statement, that would be your balance sheet, and that would be your cash flow statement. These three statements are critical. And forgive me, I'm moving around a little bit just in case you guys hear some um, little bit of noise. Um, so these are crucial to your businesses. And you must, must, must be running these every, every month because you want to be able to understand the financial health of your business, and it's also going to be important if you're going to be approaching folks um, or lenders to lend money to you. They want to know, do you know your numbers? So let's talk a little bit about those three statements, and I won't go into a lot of detail, 
because, again, I'm not a financial guru. <laughs> However, I've become very savvy in these financial statements because I have several businesses of my own, and so I am always looking at the numbers. So the balance sheet is a snapshot of your business um, at a certain point in time. And so it includes your assets, your liabilities, pretty much it's the bottom line that you're um, looking at when you look at the balance sheet. And so the individual elements of the balance sheet kind of change from day to day because it depends on what's happening in your business. And so this is important because it can help you monitor, you know, your ability to collect revenues, which means your clients paying you on time <laughs> for services and products. Uh, managing your inventory, which would be things like your books or your T-shirts and things of that nature, and then it helps you to really be able to identify whether or not you're going to be able to pay your creditors that you owe money to. So that's kind of um, the gist of the balance sheet. Now, the income statement, which sometimes you'll hear folks refer to profit and loss statements, includes all of the income and expenses over a period of time. So this would be, um, you know, you can run it from like the month of, let's just say, September since we just finished that. Or you could run it from January through September to really get a look of what you've spent for the entire year so far up to a date and what you've earned so far throughout the year. And so you want to make sure that you're looking at that. But you want to be careful that you're not only looking at the income statement because it doesn't tell you things like cash flow. And cash flow, as we know, is king. So um, you want to make sure that you do that. But it does give you a good synopsis of what your income has been for a certain time and what your expenses have been. Now, for small businesses, probably for <laughs> any business, cash is king. You need it to start your business. You need it to operate your business. You need it to grow your business. Uh, but a lot of small business owners and entrepreneurs are afraid to look at the numbers because they're not usually the numbers that we want to see. <laughs> so you want to make sure that you are looking at the numbers because it's so important. So this is where your cash flow statement comes in because it really gives you an idea of how much money is moving in and out of your business um, from your sales, from um, you know your business expenditures, any loan payments or business purchases that you've made. So it's so important to make sure that you are looking at that cash flow statement on a regular basis. So those are your three um, main statements. The other costs that you want to be aware of are um, your training and development expenses because, again, as small business owners, we are always learning or we're always needing to um, gain some kind of professional help or increase our knowledge in a particular area. So training and development is another cost that you want to be aware of. Web designer costs. Um, at, at some point, eventually, you want to make sure that you have a professional website done. You'll also need a graphic designer. And these are things um, that I'm just sharing with you because it has been my experience in all of my businesses. These are the things that I've needed. Uh, printing cost is another huge cost that you want to make sure that you have a good idea of what it's going to cost your business. This would be your business cards, flyers, postcards, things of that nature. Um, 
travel. If you do business in more than one state, you want to make sure that you've always got a fund set aside that has some cushion in it in case you need to hop on a plane or in a car or something like that to go and do work uh, for a particular um, company or something in another state. So you want to make sure that your travel costs are associated with. And then um, if you need a business coach or a marketing expert, things of that nature. Now, I have seen so many times entrepreneurs launch a business without carefully analyzing their financials in advance. And so they think all they need to do is sell enough of the product to really create a profitable business, but rarely does that ever happen. And so one of your most important skills as an entrepreneur is going to be your ability to prepare budgets and forecast financials for your business. You know, a budget is such a powerful business tool because it helps you to make better decisions. Um, so a couple of uh, number of benefits of using a business budget is that it helps you to manage your money more effectively. It allocates appropriate resources to various projects. It helps you monitor the performance of your business, helps you improve your decision-making, and it helps you to identify problems before they occur. Um, and then again, it helps you to build budgets for the future because you'll have historical data that you can draw from. Couple things to remember about creating a budget is that it should cover a minimum of 12 months of operations. And it should actually um, be comprehensive. So you want to make sure that you've got some historical data to draw from. And if you don't, because you're just starting out, then this is where your forecasting is going to come into place. And again, please be on the conservative side. So I'm going to pause here for a second and see um, if we have any questions that have come in. Okay, I have a question. It says, how do you start creating a budget if you've never done one or if this is your first year in business? Uh, great question. So you want to start by asking these questions. What are the projected sales for this particular budget period? And again, be realistic. Don't overestimate it. You know, what are the direct cost of sales? So how much is it going to cost you to provide a service? How much is it going to cost you to run a program? Do you need to um, outsource? How much is that going to cost you? Again, what are your fixed costs and your overheads and things like that? So those are the questions that you want to start asking as you start to um, develop your budget. And so very, very important, again, start with expenses. Be conservative with estimating revenue and forecast out um, at least, you know, three to six months. You have an idea of where you're going in your business. So what are some ways to finance your business, right? Because, again, we need money. You want to be able to um, retirement accounts. Not really a big fan of those. That's kind of why you um, heard the pause there. But it is an option. So if you got a 401k um, that you can draw funds, some folks do borrow money out of that. 
so that they can repay it without a penalty. But again, I would consult your um, tax specialist or professional regarding that so you can understand what the advantages are for you. You could liquidate some assets. So if there are some things that you can sell for cash, um, that way you're not burdened down with increased debt for your business, that's an option as well. And then you can ask friends and family. I would highly recommend that you make sure that you have some sort of written agreement on what the terms are, how much is being borrowed, when it's going to be paid back, so that you avoid kind of that tension and chaos that comes uh, normally between friends and family when money is involved. There's also peer loans that you can do. Um, and what this is, is there are actually social sites out there where people are looking to invest in small businesses and projects and things of that nature. So um, you can check those out. One that comes to mind is Prosper.com, and then there's another one called Zopa.com. I do believe that some of these check your personal credit, so that's something you want to look into as well, um, just in case you're concerned about that. And then you have microloans, and these are loans that are normally um, under $30,000, and so you can go to a place uh, called like Astion or Kiva.org and things like that. They fund a lot of solopreneur businesses, and their rates are usually pretty reasonable. So that's an option. Revolving line of credit is also another option. You can do this through your bank or a credit union. Um, and then there's a new one that I've recently been seeing a lot of ads for um, called cabbage.com as well. So that's an option for you. And then, of course, you have your SBA guaranteed uh, bank loans as well. So those are some sources of funding that you can uh, for your business. So one of the things um, that I want to make sure that you guys are aware of, and that is how to actually build business credit fast. And so I just want to give you a couple of tips on that. If you do not have a DUNS number for your business, you want to make sure that you uh, get that set right away. It is where um, all creditors and lenders go to find out if your business is financially healthy. So you want to make sure that you get a DUNS number. Again, you want to make sure that you um, incorporate, if that's the structure that you use, into a corporation or something like that so that your business can be seen as its own entity and then it can start to get credit on its own. You also want to make sure that you have a federal employer identification number, and then you want to make sure that you open a business bank account in your business name. Very, very important. And then you want to set up um, some kind of business phone line in your business name as well. And you can do some of those through like Google Voice. I think Ring Central is another one. Or if you want to have an actual physical line, you could, uh, you know, call up AT&T or something like that and have that done. So once you've done that, then you can start to request business credit in your company name. And then um, those business accounts will be reported to experience 
which provides business credit reports. They'll be uh, provided to Dun and Bradstreet as well. And so some of the other ways that you can establish business credit is by getting um, uh, an account with like your local office supply store, whether that be like a Staples or an Office Max um, or an Office Depot, things of that nature, um, a gas card in your business name, things like that, things that won't um, require you to go into a lot of debt. And then these are things that will be available to you as you're operating your business because we're all going to need um, office supplies, right? So that's one thing that you can uh, do as well. So those are a couple of ways to establish business credits. And that is um, the gist of everything that I wanted to share with you tonight as far as counting up the cost. So let me pause here and see if there are any additional questions. Okay, I don't see any other questions out there. Let me just wait a couple seconds because I know like yesterday, um, some of them were kind of delayed. Well, I just want to make sure I'm not missing any one question. Okay. I don't see any other questions out there, so um, that ends our call tonight. If you do think of questions afterwards, like you're like, oh, man, I wish I should have, I um, would have asked that question, things of that nature, please feel free to shoot me an email, um, and I will be more than happy to address that with you. So tomorrow, we're going to be talking about goals. What is the vision of your organization? What is the mission of your organization? Um, kind of where you see your business going from here um, and then projecting out where you see your business a few years from now. So we'll be talking about the importance of goals for your business on tomorrow. Um, don't forget to tune in for the midday inspiration at 12 noon. We're going to be coming to you live from the set of um, fibromyalgia talks with Nisi Edwards. So we're excited about that. Um, and again, that's a very brief call, five to 10 minutes. Don't wanna take up a lot of your time, but wanna give you some inspiration in the middle of the day. So tune in for that. And this is me signing off. I hope that you have a great night. Take care.